Oh, it's already there. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us for Signs, Wonders, and Miracles this evening. My name is Deborah Ross, and I'm a minister at Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries under Apostle James Vivian here in Independence, Missouri. Our guest speaker tonight will be teaching on Christ's example, and coming. we're coming out of the book of Philippians. Please welcome Evangelist Byers to the broadcast. Good afternoon. Hey, Good everyone. evening. Uh, Good afternoon. I'm sorry. Good evening, uh, Minister uh, Deborah. I'm glad to be here today, uh, standing in place for uh, for our pastor. It's an honor and a privilege any time that we get to talk about the word of the Lord. Um, yeah. So, so we can pray in. Would you like to pray us in? Sure. sure. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We just thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. We just thank you for everyone that's on this broadcast today, Father God, to learn and to grow and to help us be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we may move into a deeper understanding of your truth. And we just pray for um, our pastor while he is, traveling, doing his ministry. We just ask for our heads of protection to be placed around him. And Father God, we just uh, uh, pray for healing for Dorothy Crothers, who's the one that actually set up this broadcast, her and her husband. We just ask the angels of the Lord to just go touch each one of them in the name of Jesus. And uh, Father God, we just thank you for your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So today we're going to talk about Christ, our example, but actually before we get into that, there's some things that we have to discuss. Um, How can we live an example of somebody who is humble if we're not humble? You know, the way we've been taught all of our life is kind of contradictory to what the Bible says. Because the Bible says if someone slaps you on one cheek, you turn the other cheek. But see, that even goes further than turning the cheek. If they're talking about you, you don't, you don't give uh, evil for, for evil. You give good for evil. Our minds have been taught a certain way, and we have to change our minds. The example, another example comes to be about me. When I was a drinking, and I would go out, and I would get inebriated. And I come home and I lay in the bed. The bed would just start turning around in circles and circles. <laughs> and I'd jump up and have to go to the bathroom. Well, as I'm setting over the commode, right, let it all come out, I'm praying to God. I'm like, God, forgive me. I'm not going to do it no more. If you just get me through this one, I ain't going to do it no more. But what I realized is I wasn't, I wasn't ready for change. I wanted relief. And that's the way a lot, of, we, a lot of us are. We don't want change. We have to start to change the way we think. So let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. We have to think the way Christ thinks. We have to humble ourselves. We talk about that we don't have any pride, but we're full of pride. Yeah, let somebody yeah. say something against us. The first thing we want to do is jump hot. Did Jesus jump hot when they spat on him? Did he jump out when they slapped him and said, prophesy to me? You know, we have to understand that Christ is our Savior, and he was sent here for an example for us 
to live by. And our minds are so in the world that we can't live by it because we don't know because of the way we was taught. It's time for for us to change our mind. Pastor talks about that all the time. We have to change our mind. We can't we get saved, right? But we still keep the way we think. We don't change the way we think. But we might change the things we do, but our mind is still the same. We still think like the world. Mm-hmm. And then we go out into the world and we do things, right? And the people of the world look at us. They don't see no change in us because we're doing the same thing we were doing. Right. Even though it may look like that to them, we may not be doing that. We may have another reason for being where we're at. <clears throat> but we have to be careful because the world looks at us in a certain way. The Bible tells us to take that beam out of our eye before we try to take the splinter out of our brother eye. Well, that beam is us, itself. Apostle James gives us an acronym called Sarah, and the fourth letter is A, and it's admit that you are selfish and you're not going to stay that way. We're selfish. We set up and look at everybody else's sin, look at everybody else, how they're living, but we never look at ourselves. Charity starts at home. That means in us. We right. have to change. We, if we don't Amen. change, how can, any, how can anybody else change? We can't see change in nobody else because we're only looking at them the same way. So having a different mind about things, learning what the Bible says about our mind, about our mind and how we both change our mind. Everything is in the Bible. Everything is there about how we should live, how we should act, what we should do, how we should treat people, how we should forgive. But we're so stuck in the old mindset, the old, if you will, the old nature, that we can't see the forest of the trees. So we have to learn what the Bible says about our mind. So we're going to come from Philippians chapter 1. We're going to start at verse 27. Minister DeBar, if you will read. Sure. I'm coming out of King James, and that's Philippians 1, and I'm starting with verse 7. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye may that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So, if we're supposed to be in one mind, especially as it becomes the gospel, how can we do that? We've been so so much division. There are so many different divisions of, of faith, and it's divisions. We got the Baptists, we got the Protestants, we got the Gospelers, we got all kinds of stuff. And the and the problem is not we got all these things. The problem is we look at each other as the other one is wrong. The body the Bible says we are one body with many members. And not all the members got the same job. So we're looking over here at somebody else 
and what they're not doing or what they're doing or, or whatever. But they're looking at us and what we're not doing, what we're doing. If we could come together as one body, Pastor always says we're, we're one, one spirit, one spirit, we just fragment it. We're all, we're all one. The Bible says we're one body with many members. We're walking through this place like we're all the head, and there's only one head. That's Jesus Christ. So if he's the head and we're the body, we need to come together as members of the body. Let our minds be on one accord. We should be thinking alike. If I can, if I'm thinking if I'm thinking like a next Christian, I'm not thinking how I can harm them. I'm not thinking how I can get over on them. I'm not thinking how how I can do them harm or how I can be better than them. I'm not jealous of them. Oh well, Minister Barr is so smart, and I'm so not smart. God gives gifts as He wills. It's not up to us. He always, he said, your gifts will make way for you. So we have to stand on what God tells us and learn to stay away, keep our minds off of what other, other people got. It's not about what other people got. Somebody might have a new car. Oh, I want that new car. I'm so jealous because they got a new car. But if we don't know what it takes for them to get that car, we don't know what it takes for them to keep that car, that's just like our faith. We don't know what somebody goes through to, to get their faith. People are in different levels with faith because they had to go through a wilderness. They had to go through a famine. They had to go through some hard times. But we don't know that, so we get jealous because, oh, God gave uh, the bar the, um, the ability to see. He didn't give it to me. Well, okay, he taught, he gave you a teaching. We have to start to think humbly and start to work together. That's what it means about about being as one, mind, in the faith of, of the gospel. We have to learn to work together. We can't work together. There's been so much discord sown between the the divisions of, of, of the ministries that we can't even fellowship with one another. We want to argue with one another. Oh, you ain't right. Oh, you ain't right. But when we start to walk together, when we start to fellowship together, when we start to change our minds and start to look at each other like, wow, they got this. Let's work with them. So maybe we can get a whole. If, if we all put it together, we can make a whole. We can't make a whole if I'm, if I'm against you and you against me. He taught the 12 disciples. He taught them all the same. There was no division between them about the gospel. We got so much division. In the, if, matter of fact, we got so much division even in the household of faith that we're in. We can't even come together on one accord on that. We get together on Sunday morning and it's this problem and that problem and I'm mad at this person and I don't like that person and, oh, they need to leave me alone and all that. When we come into the household of faith, we need to leave all that stuff at the door because we should be bringing it to the altar. Because the Bible says, if you don't forgive your brother, how can I forgive you? The way we think is imperative. We have to get to a humble state. We have to start to walk by faith and not by sight. We have to learn what does the Bible say. Does anybody have any questions on that so far? 
I don't see any hands up. Okay, well, let's go on to the next one. 28. I, I do have a So, yeah, okay, like go I ahead. said, uh, there's a division within the different <clears throat> nations. You know, your Lutherans, your Baptists, your um, God in, uh, what is it, Church of God in Christ, all these different denominations. But we have to remember mm-hmm. there is only one God. There is only one God. And everything that we need, how he, how we are to live in this world is in the Bible. It's our <clears throat> blueprint. Yep. Right. Yes, ma'am, it is. And if we okay, don't go well, by that blueprint, if we don't go by that blueprint, how can we ever uh, meet the mark? Because pride comes before the fall. Okay. Yeah, we can go on to the next one. 28. Okay. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. So we said and we worry about what people think. The Bible tells us we fight not against flesh and blood, but against the evil things in high places and principalities. Our adversary is not the next person. It's the spirit within that person. We have to learn to not to stop looking at people because there are going to be people who are saved. There are going to be people who are not saved. And to people who are not saved, salvation is foolishness. Us getting up, going to church, worshiping God is foolishness. But at the same token, they go out and worship Satan the same way we worship God. They go out and they listen to vain things. We go out and we listen to Scripture. They go out and they listen to vain music. We go out and we listen to gospel music. We don't call each other names that are not fit to be called each other. <clears throat> we need to look at who our adversary is. Our adversary is the devil. And the sooner we forget, remember that people are not the problem. Spirits are the problem. And these spirits that people have in them is something that's probably been in them for who knows how many years. And it's taking control, and that's how they act. And we think, oh, well, that's just who I am. But no, that's not who you are. There's deliverance through salvation. When we start to change our minds the way we think, there comes a whole new mindset. It comes to you want to do right. When you don't do right by somebody, you get convicted. And we're supposed to love our adversaries. But the Bible also tells us, if it's all possible, live peaceably with them. It don't say we have to. It says, if at all possible. It tells us to forgive them. But we don't have to restore them until... They have a change in mind. Because why would you restore somebody that's going to do the same thing to you again? You got anything on that, Minister DeBar? No, I don't have anything. Any questions? 
if you have a question, press one, and I will open up your mic. And once your question has answered, then you press one again to close your mic. And for those that are coming on, we are in Philippians, the first chapter, and we'll uh, resume at verse 29. Oh, someone has their hand up. Hold on. Okay. Hello. Nine one five nine six. Your mic. Yeah, you know I. Um, yeah, I appreciate the, 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 you know what what you what you're talking about. What I find so difficult is um, when you see all the evil that's done. Uh, say that somebody looks like me. You know, and uh, it's very very hard to not look at somebody that did the the evil to look at them in a Christian way, I guess I should put it that. So it's very difficult for me. You know, I, I feel like, well, I can't trust you, you know, but uh, so that's just, just I'm kind of stuck there. I'm going to, I'm going to hang up. Okay. Well, the the thing about that is God told us to forgive. We'll always remember because it's a lesson. There's a lesson in everything that happens. We're human. We're going to remember. And what I will tell you is forgiveness is not overnight. Forgiveness comes in stages, in parts. If you're aligned in your heart right with, with Christ, eventually the forgiveness, the whole forgiveness will come. Did I answer your question? Yes. Okay, press one if, um, to close your mic. Okay. Are there any more questions on that part? Okay, I guess no there's more no more questions. So you want to go ahead and start, going? Yes, ma'am. Uh, verse 29, for unto you it is given in the in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. So we sit around and we don't think that we should suffer. Anytime something that we don't like happens to us, we get mad at God. Jesus said, you got to suffer like I suffer. He said, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. If we look like him, we can expect to suffer like him. We have to get to the point where we where we look at, at, at things differently. The disciples would get beat, right, with a cane. They would get beat and, and threatened and told, don't y'all go out there and do this no more. And they would no more than get out the gate. And they were telling all things that had happened up in there. And they was praising God. They was giving the gospel. See, our mind is we are afraid. We, God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. We have to start to learn to stand on what God has given us. 
his scriptures are true. He never said that the road would be easy. But what he said was, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And what he said was, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. We have to learn that we reign with Christ, but we got to suffer with Christ. When he uh, came back, he said, my, my, God, my father has given me all power. Well, he gave him all power. Jesus gave us power in his name. We have to change our mind. We have to start to think about what the word is saying. Because we, what we do is we get on the surface of the word, and that's what we say. And there's no depth. Just like the parable of the sower, the, the seed that fell on stony ground, there was no depth. So they were happy to receive it, but there was no depth to it. We have to learn what the Bible says, and the Bible always interprets itself. It needs no outside interpretation. The Holy Spirit will teach us all things and then bring it back to what Jesus said. But we have to get to the point where we stop looking at this world as it's an easy ride. It's not. They spat on Jesus. They slapped him. They did all kinds of put a crown of thorns on his head. They laughed at him. They mocked him. They beat him until his skin was falling off his back. But even in all that, he got up to the cross. And what was he? What did he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's our example. We start, need to start to pray for people that despise and misuse us instead of go in on them, give them evil for evil. Prayer works. Are there any questions on that? On verse 20, 29. If you have a question, press 1 on your phone, and then I will open your mic. Well, I always... Um, well, and I got an understanding of it's not people that do things to you. Uh, it's what's inside of them. Being in the deliverance ministry, you learn a lot of things. And so it always go, it always takes me back to Scripture, Ephesians 6, where, we, like you said before, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So Satan uses people to to get at you because they have to, uh, spirits have to inhabit a body in order to do their deeds, their evil deeds. So that helps me sometimes when someone does something wrong or to me, it just takes me back to that and the word says just bless your enemies and you just, when you bless your enemies, you just speak good of them. You don't speak evil of them. Amen. That helps me get through. Yeah. Are there any questions? Yes, if you have a question, okay. ask questions. Okay, we'll go to 30 then. Okay, Philippians 1, verse 30. Having the same conflict which ye saw in me and now here to be in me. And now here to be we in are, me. We are... 
I remember I was young and I was listening to some people talking. And Native Americans had this thing. They would say, you got two wolves. You got a black wolf and you got a white wolf. Whichever one you feed the most, that's going to be the strongest. The flesh is always warring with the spirit. There's always a conflict going on. Should I do this? Should I do that? But if we don't have any word in us, the flesh wins every time. Because we don't know what to do. We don't know what the word says. We we look around and we think that everybody got it got it going on. Oh he got it all together. But you don't know what conflict is going on in that other person. How he's fighting against the spirit. How he's fighting against the flesh. You know, people people think that when people become pastors and ministers, that they're perfect. We are men and women just like everybody else. And we're no better than anybody else. God just gave and trusts us with the word a little more. And so our job is to continue to fight the good fight. And don't let that evil part win. Because it's always there. What did uh, God tell Cain? He said, you can do right if you want to. He said, but evil's always at the door. It's all—it's just waiting. And the problem is we open doors, and we don't even know what we open them because we don't understand. Spirit can't come into you unless you open a door and invite them in. And we invite them in in so many different ways. We don't even realize that the things we do, the things we say, we got the power of life enough in our tongue. But we don't even realize that the things we say open doors. So we're always conflicted. Are there any questions? On verse 30. No, but I have a comment. I just want to kind of piggyback off of you when you're saying, you know, we don't know what a person's going through, uh, uh, somebody who's been called. Mm-hmm. People that have calling on their life are under, get under heavy spiritual attack. Your pastors, your teachers, your prophets, all of them are usually under heavy spiritual attack, and that's why it's always important to pray for your pastor, to pray for those in leadership positions, because they go through a lot. Amen. Any questions, press one, and I'll open your mic. Any comments? Okay. So when you read this time, can you read, uh, start at chapter 2, read verse 1 and 2? Sure. Thank you. If there be, therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. So the Bible tells us we love not because we know not God, for God is love. So if we don't know what love is, how can we be on one accord with love? 
How can we have joy? We don't even know what joy is. A lot of people think joy is just jumping up and down. There's heartache starts, but joy comes in the morning. Trouble don't last always. We have to start to to start to get our mind wrapped around the truth of what the word is telling us. It was never said that we wouldn't have trouble. Nehemiah 8 and 10, the very last part of that says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. But what is joy? Joy is knowing who your father is. Joy is knowing that you don't have a worry in the world. We put worries on ourselves. We have to start to get the joy of Christ. Christ taught us about joy. Love, kindness, meekness, the fruit of the Spirit. Our mind, again, we've been taught one way all of our life. And I remember when I came to Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries, I would I would tell Pastor James he was crazy. And he told me one day, he said, well, tomorrow you won't think like you think in the day. And it's true. I don't think like that anymore because my mind has been opened up. My eyes have been opened. I have been awakened to the truth. And so when I go through things, I'm not saying that I don't get down. I'm not saying that I don't get angry. But I know trouble don't last always. I know joy cometh in the morning. If we're on the same mind, edifying one another, trying to help one another, instead of always trying to tear one another down like big crabs in a bucket. Oh, I can't let you out this bucket because I'm still in the bucket. I'm going to tell you all what my daddy told me. He said, whatever your neighbor does that's good, encourage them and be joyful for them. But in this day and age, we don't do that. We get upset. We have to move at night so I, so the people don't see where we're moving. We're in a place where the, the the joy that we have is the word of God. It gives us peace beyond all understanding. Because the world don't have peace, it's full of chaos. And they think that chaos is good. Because they don't understand what peace is like. They've never had it. They've never had joy. Now they laugh and they talk and they did this and they but they have never had joy. When you put your trust in God and believe on his word, and, and that's another thing, we don't believe. The Bible tells us we should confess with our mouth and believe in our when you really start to believe, the word comes alive. You come alive. You change the way you think. You change the way you feel about people. Again, I keep saying it. Pastor James, he's saying that we have to change the way we think. Okay, uh, any questions on that? So um, the joy, is it safe to say that no matter what we go through, that we will still have that joy, we won't be down, that, that we'll have this peace, the mm-hmm. peace that passes all understanding. So no matter how bad of a situation that we're going through, we still have that joy. Because we already know that we the victory is already won. 
So is it safe to say that? I mean, it's safe to say that, but that's not saying that you're not going to have a bad day. But but you know through that bad day that it's not going to last always. You know to look to the hills from which come with your help and know that your help comes from the Lord. Right. So no we matter what go, you're going through. You'll go ahead, yeah. So no matter you go through, no matter how bad it is, you still have that joy because you know the victory is already won. Yeah, that's it. We should have that joy, put it like that. Well, uh, that's just kind of explaining what joy is. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any questions? Press one, and I'll open your mic. Nine one three five nine six. Your mic is open. Uh, yes. Um, getting back to that uh, bad day. So, is it something that we can we can expect to have that, but we just need to know how to get through it? Is that what you're telling yes, us? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Find you okay. some scripture. Find you some scripture and stand on that scripture. One of my favorite scriptures is that he would never leave me nor forsake me. Another one of my right. favorite scriptures is. Well, you know, mine too, because that's, that, that, that's what I have on my car. <laughs> All right. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah, for years. Next I mean, is. I believe in that. That's, he ministers to me that way, too. So, yeah. Praise God. Yeah. The, yeah. Another scripture that I like to say, though, is no weapon formed against me will prosper. Right there, he tells us that weapons are going to be formed. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why he tells us to put on the whole armor. He tells mm-hmm. us to put on the belt of truth, the mm-hmm. breastplate of righteousness, the helmet mm-hmm. of salvation, mm-hmm. the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and prayer. See, we put on everything, mm-hmm. but we don't pray. Mm-hmm. We pray to keep in the communication with our Father. Yes. Because he is our keeper. Yes. Vengeance is never ours. It's always his. Okay. Did, did I answer your question? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I'm going to hang up. And you know, also, the word does say we will have trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. We will have trials and tribulations. Any more questions, comments? Press one on your on your phone. Okay, no questions. Okay, we can go on to verse three. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. So when people come against us, I, I'm just going to use people. It goes a little deeper than that, but I'm not going to go so deep on it. But people come against us because what we think is people, but it's not people. It's spirit come against us. The first thing we want to get do is get mad. But when you get mad, your whole mindset changes. The Bible says you can be angry, but don't see it. Angry, but see not. We should not be trying to... Give blow for blow. You should not be trying to give evil for evil. We should try to edify even the people who are against us. 
Encourage them. Because that's our job. That's what Jesus did. He encouraged them. We have to we have to learn that lowliness means humbleness. Humble. Humility. And we're not walking in humility because again, we got so much pride because somebody said this, now I got a problem with them for the rest of my life. Somebody did this, now I got a problem with them for the rest of my life. And then we sit around, well, God, you have to understand. I'm going to give you an example. So in my life, I had some stuff happen, some traumatic stuff happen. Everybody always told me, get over it, get over it, get over it, right? Basically, they didn't care what I, what I was going through. And I was angry with everyone. I mean, angry. But it hit me one day that they're just selfish. That's people are people. And they're not looking at me because we don't esteem everybody else. We only esteem ourselves. We don't look at what somebody else is going through. We don't look at somebody else's trouble. Well, why they do that? I remember a guy come and stole some food from us when I was younger. And dad said, well, he must have been hungry. But you went to our smokehouse and got our food. That's what I'm talking about, lowliness, humility. Learn about a person's character, and then you'll know why they do what they do. And you may not look at them the same as you look at them now. We want to protect ourselves. That's it, protect ourselves. We're in protect mode. We're not looking out for our brother. We're not looking out for our sister. We're not wondering, you know, trying to find out what they're going through, trying to get to the root of the problem, because there's always a root of the problem. I have a friend who uh, who steals a lot, right? And all growing up, oh, don't trust him, don't trust him. But when I got older and I sat down and I talked to him and I asked him why he did that, my mind changed. He was in, he had to do that to eat. He wasn't getting fed at home. The people that were supposed to be taking care of him wasn't there. We have to start to get to the root of stuff because we can never edify someone else if we just look at them as a serpent. You know, when, when, we do, when we get a bad move, when we got something going on, we want people to look at our root. But we don't want to look at anybody else's root. Oh, that's just who they are. That's just what they do. And even in the spiritual. Everybody's not on the same level. We should be praying for one another. That's what it means by being in on the same mind is praying for one another. But we pray selfishly. Oh, God, give me this. Oh, God, do this. Oh, God, this. But what are we praying for our brother? You hear so many stories about people praying for other people, and then a miracle happens for them. That's that's the lesson in, in, in edifying each other. 
esteem everybody else is better than yourself or at yourself. We were taught that if I borrow a pencil from you, I need to give that pencil back to you in the same condition that I got it from you or better. We have to start to look at the depth of things and see what's going on and get to the root so that we can help people and stop being spiteful, angry, violent, talking about people, putting them down instead of lifting them up. You got anything on that, uh, Minister DeBarrow? No, I don't have anything. Anybody, any questions? No one has a hand up. You can read four and five, then. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's having the mind of Christ. That's being humble. That's changing the way you think. That's knowing what it means when it says turn the other cheek. That's knowing what it means when it says if they want your shirt, you give them your coat also. If you go up, if somebody asks you to go one mile with them, you go two. Scripture always, always takes care of itself. And all we got to do is learn what it really means and learn the depth of it so that we can get an understanding. As James always says that we need to get an understanding. We don't have an understanding because we only think on the surface. We don't ask God for understanding. We don't ask God for knowledge. He said, if a man wants knowledge, ask. And the Bible always interprets itself. Wherever it talks about something in one place, it talks about it somewhere else. And it tells us what we need to do. We just we just have to get a mind that was in Christ where we walk with people and help people. It don't matter what somebody's life is. Oh, well, he's a bum on the street. He ain't going to do nothing. I can't give him no money. He's going to spend it on crap. Well, if God told you to be merciful, he said the poor will be always, always be with us. If God told you to be merciful, you can know how to help them. You don't always have to give money. You can give food. You can give a blanket. You can give shoes. You can give a coat. You can do anything. But since we think in monetary value, that's all we can do. Turn our minds to right and learn what, what the scriptures are saying because having the mind of Christ is being humble. That's why I wanted to talk about him as our example. This is how he thought. This is how he walked. We have to learn that Christ is right and we are wrong. We have to learn that we may have to forget everything that we've learned in order to learn something new. Are there any questions on those scriptures? Bar, you got anything? No. Okay. Let's go on to six. 
who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to my favorite scripture. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father do. He said, I only say what I hear my Father say. He told the disciples, he said, how long have you been with me? But you say you haven't saw the Father. If you saw me, you saw the Father because he was an example of who the Father is, and that's the way we should be. We should be examples of who Christ is. We are his ambassadors. When we say that we are Christians, when we say that we are believers, we we have to start to walk in that truth of that word. But how can we walk in it when we're not taught? I understand. So we need to find a teacher that teaches the truth and start to walk in it and find some scriptures that we can stand on and ask God to help us. Because there's not any perfect man on this walking this earth. So, are there any questions on that? No questions. Okay, we can move on then. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Jesus served. He washed the disciples' feet. He didn't come here talking about I this and I that. Everything he said, my father, my father, my father. Mm-hmm. He didn't come so people could say, oh, to get his glory. Because God said, well, I don't share my glory with anybody. And he said anybody. So Jesus didn't come here to to be lifted all oh, you this and you that. He came to be our example of how to live and to die for our sins so that we could have everlasting life. We have to learn what does the Bible say. We run around here, I'm pastor, rabbit, doctor, deacon, high priest, rabbit buyers. How's that going to get me in heaven? What's that going to do for my soul? I need to be living a life, not trying to tell somebody my life. I don't tell people that I'm a pastor. I don't tell people I'm an evangelist. People see that on me, and they call it out. That's how we have to live so that people see Christ in us. We don't have to run around and, oh, I'm this and I'm that and, oh, I'm so big and glorify me and give me honor. No, that's not what the Bible says. Are there any questions on? No questions. Okay. You have anything? Excuse me, no, I don't have anything. Okay. We can go on eight, then. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of of the cross. 
Jesus knew his mission when he came. He didn't defer from his mission. Right? He gives us missions. He tells us to go out and preach and teach the gospel to every woman, man, woman, boy, and girl. Every creature. Jesus never deferred from his mission, even when he was in the Mount of Olives and he was anxious because his blood was his, his sweat was his blood of tears, of tears of blood. He said, Father, if it be any way, take this cup from me, but not your will, not my will, but thy will. See, we don't look at it like that. Oh, it's too hard. They don't talk about me. Oh, they don't believe in Christ. So I, I can't say nothing about God. They just, over here in this, we're looking at they and not looking at Christ. The Bible tells us to keep our eyes on Christ. Our mission is to do the will of the Father. We have to start to do the will of the Father because without that, what are we doing? We're spinning our wheels. Are there any questions on that? I have a comment. It's like um, we go through some things and we like, why me? Why me, Lord? But a lot of times God takes you through things to see if you're going to be obedient or it's just a test or he's trying to prepare you for for something for his will, his purpose. And mm-hmm. so, and like you said, instead of looking at our situation, we just need to be obedient and just um, stay in the word and just, you know, have that relationship with God so that he can prepare us. We have to sometimes mm-hmm. go through that furnace, the refiner's fire. But through yep. it all, God is Yes, ma'am. That's the truth. God is keeping us unto death. Amen. See, the Bible tells us that we got to die daily of this flesh. So when you die daily of the flesh and you walk into the spirit, you've already died. So death has no sting. You don't care about death. Because what you know is that when you die, you're going on to glory. Be with the Lord. Okay. Anything else? Any questions, comments? Press one. No questions. No comments. Verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. The Bible tells us that whatever we ask, we ask in the name of of Jesus Christ. That's the authority. He has, God gave him all authority. He has all authority. His name is above those demons that we're afraid of. His name are above those principalities that we're we're afraid of. His name is above the Satan, which which we're afraid of. I heard a song that says, the things that I'm afraid of are afraid of you. And it makes perfect sense. We sit in fear, but we have the source. 
all power. And if we believe whatsoever we say, it will be done. The Bible tells us that. If we doubt not, but the problem is we got so much doubt and unbelief because of the way we was taught. Oh, that's fiction. Uh, that's not true. They cast out demons. That ain't true. They getting healed. That ain't true. At, 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 at Jesus Christ teaching ministry, we've saw legs extended. We've saw people healed from many diseases and and uh, issues. In the name of Jesus, not in the name of James. In the name of Jesus. Because he's the authority. He does the healing. We get so fear of everything else that we can't work. Well, I don't want to do that because I'm afraid. God didn't give us the spirit of fear. Again, any questions on that? I have a comment. Uh, it's like when we are born again, we receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus lives within us. God lives within us because they are one. Three separate beings, but they are one. So yep. when we're going through so we can speak things over our situation. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Scripture says when we pray, we have to believe that we have already received. But if we have the Spirit in us, we have Jesus Christ in us, we have God the Father in us, we have all this power in us, we need to use that power. We need to use it. Amen. I wanted to um, just give my testimony about um, my leg being stretched out. I um, actually uh, met Pastor James about 13 years ago, and I was going there for prayer for um, for healing. But I had been praying to God because I wasn't. I was skeptical about these demons. Like, are they really talking to us? Do we do we really cast them out? Do they really obey us? Yeah, they obey us because of who lives in us. We all we have that power and authority. So I had been praying to God to see a miracle because I, you know, I'm trying to build up my faith here. And so uh, at one of the meetings, Pastor James, Apostle James comes over to me, and uh, there's a room full of people, and, and he tells me to raise, raise my legs. He has his hands stretched out. So I put my feet in his hands, and he says a prayer. Oh, well, one of my legs, my uh, right leg was shorter than my left leg. I had no idea, and everybody saw that. So he, he prayed a prayer. In Jesus' name, and he said, amen, and my leg stretched out. Mm. So I just wanted to share that testimony. It's true that we have this power. Pray. There is power in prayer. Yep. There is. Amen. Any questions, comments, testimonies? (laughs) That you like to share? Hey, no one has any questions or comments. So go ahead and read the last two verses. Uh, okay. 10 and 11. 
Okay, we have about three minutes. Mm-hmm. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the sun. I mean, under the earth, I'm sorry. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. So just like I just said, all those principalities, all those evil things, all those spirits that you're afraid of, they got to bow to Jesus. And they got to confess that he is Lord. In the end, they don't have a choice. That's why we have to let him be our example and try to live by what his word says and try to be on one mind, try to esteem one another, try to lift each other up instead of always putting each other down. We need to look at at the person, find out what the root is that's going on with the person before we try to pull a a splitter out of their eye and we stand in the way because all we can see is what we see. So I guess we only got a minute left or so, so we're going to conclude right there. Are there any questions, comments, thoughts, opinions? Testimonies. Press one on your, your phone. Nine one three five nine six. Your mic is open. I just just want. I have a comment that I thought this was really a good, good, really, really, really uh, good uh, broadcast tonight. And it's just, uh, it's like something you remember, but then these things came back to your mind. It's, you know, something you've forgotten. Some of the stuff you've learned uh, because it's something you probably don't deal with every day. But I, I just appreciate uh, the, the time you spent with us tonight. So I'm going to hang Praise out. God. Amen. We, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for being on the broadcast tonight. We appreciate your comments. We appreciate your input. I just I would have had more, but I don't see. It doesn't seem to always uh, unmute. So I get you know. I don't know. I yeah. So okay. okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I guess I guess that's it, uh, uh, Minister DeBarra. You want to close us out? Sure. <clears throat> Father God, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and your love and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and always. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you for your love that you have revealed to us and for the love that we share together as your body. Help us to have the mind of Christ, that that this mind that was in Christ Jesus be in us. I pray for all the words that you have sown in our hearts this day. I ask that you watch over them and protect them. Let not the enemy steal them from us. Let them be planted firmly in in good, good soil that they may take root and produce wonderful things. And as we leave, this broadcast, we just thank you that you walk with us and that maybe and that we may be alert to your promptings and live in your endless love. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, well thank we're you. Say um, good night, okay. I'm we sorry, look forward to seeing you next Monday at the broadcast on the broadcast at six p.m. 
And we pray that you were blessed by the word that was brought forth by Evangelist Byers. And we just ask that you just pray for him, lift him up, and so the Lord will keep using him. Be blessed, everyone. See you next week. Be blessed.